podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Another week and another piece of Jose Mourinho theatre. It feels like even by Jose standards, we're getting a lot of that at the moment. Nikki here with a little voice note just to share some quick reflections at the end of the Serie A weekend. I am sorry for speaking quite quietly. I am currently staying with some friends where we have some kids already asleep and so I'm trying not to wake anyone up. But I suppose I'm just thinking about Jose and all the things he's said and done over the last two weeks. Of course, a week ago, Roma played Sassuolo before the game. Jose made these incredibly unhelpful and perhaps even, I would say, dangerous comments about the referee Matteo Marcenaro saying he perceives him as someone emotionally unstable. We spoke on the last episode together about the impact of that and how irresponsible it was. Patrick actually spoke very eloquently on it. And that became slightly lost, I think, for the greater audience in Mourinho Theatre, as it always does. It's always about the theatre. Because after the game, he came out and said, oh no, people are misunderstanding me. Clearly, I don't speak well enough in Italian, so I'm going to give this press conference in Portuguese. And he did his post-game interview in Portuguese. And that's what everyone's then talking about. Oh, look at Jose, so clever and, and doing these, these tricks. Well, before this weekend's game against Fiorentina, he came out with his latest clever trick, if you want to think of it as that, where he uh, said, well, suddenly, all of a sudden, very reflective Jose saying, well, I think that we managers, we mustn't talk about referees before a game. This is a reflection that I made on my own and which I shared with my agent. It's, it's one of those classic Mourinho moments that on the one hand, just being honest about it, I laughed at it because it's hard not to laugh at the, the ridiculousness of it. Someone who has so blatantly antagonised and inflamed the week before, coming out and suddenly acting as, a, as though he's the great calm voice in this conversation saying, well, it, it makes you think of those ridiculous memes, the guy in the hot dog suit. I think it's from the TV show Community, but I don't even know because I haven't seen the show. But that meme of the guy in the hot dog suit saying, we're trying to work out who did this. Well, look, <laughs> Jose, you're the one who's been doing this. And and now you don't get to really pull the wool over our eyes and act as though you're the, the calm voice of reason in this conversation. But at the same time, it makes you laugh. It makes you scream. It makes you want to take your hair out. It's, it's Jose all over. And um, I think it's sort of fascinating that, and Patrick again spoke really well to this on last week's podcast, perhaps in that game against Sassuolo, Marcianaro really was put in this difficult spot where uh, he knows his decisions are all under scrutiny because of what Jose said. And perhaps some big decisions did go Roma's way in that game. And now in this game against Fiorentina, Roma had two players sent off, which it might surprise some people to know is the first time Roma have had players sent off all season. Roma have had members of their sideline staff sent off several times this season. And that's, again, to some extent by design. Jose has always been great at deflecting attention onto himself, onto his staff. Trying to take that pressure off his players is part of his MO. That's part of what he likes to do is to, to draw the, the eyes and the, the pressure away from his players. So perhaps to some extent, it's not actually a surprise that Roma haven't had players sent off before this season, but they had two players sent off in this game. Both of them completely clear-cut red cards, both of them, frankly, stupid acts of stupidity, in my opinion, by the players. Uh, Nikola Zalewski just leaving a leg in on a challenge when he simply doesn't need to. 
in a not dangerous position when he's already been booked just after the hour mark. And then late in the game, Romelu Lukaku, when uh, his team is trying to defend a, a, a point, it's one all, making a completely stupid, reckless challenge, inexcusable, dangerous challenge, in my opinion. Two completely avoidable red cards, completely indisputable red cards. After which, of course, Jose Mourinho doesn't say anything at all. Roma going to silence your stamp and they're not going to talk to the media because they'd rather let you then draw your own conclusions about how angry they are at these completely correct decisions that went against them. And there was one more piece of Mourinho theatre mixed in amongst this, which is in the dying moments of the game, Jose hands a note to a ball boy who runs it down to the goalkeeper, Rui Patricio. We saw it briefly picked up on the TV cameras. It looked like it was an instruction about Stefan Al-Shirawi and Eduardo Bove splitting the top of the pitch and, and taking sides. It wasn't a particularly detailed note, so we're, we're slightly drawing our own inferences from that, and I've only had a chance to see it quite quickly. As I say, I am recording this on Sunday night, not too long after the end of the game. I think there's all of this nonsense and bluster, and in amongst it, another huge banner from the ultras singing Mourinho's praises and talking about what it means to be a Jalorosa. Again, things we've talked about, the connection between him and the fan base is, is extremely strong. But there's something more meaningful that, that stays with me after this game, which is Roma finished this game on nine men and they were one nil up when Zalewski goes off and they conceded almost immediately as they went from one nil up to one all almost immediately down to 10 men. So it's not they went from losing a man and, and played perfectly and made no mistakes, but they did then hang on for the draw despite going down to nine men. And, and by the way, they've also lost Paolo Dybala in the first half of this game. Dybala, who set up a Brilliant goal for Romelu Lukaku, absolutely beautiful outside of the boot cross uh, for Lukaku and a wonderful header and a reminder again of how impactful those two players can be together and what a difference it makes to have them and how good, how high this team's ceiling is, I suppose, if they can have that attack together. Buono il colpo di testa, suggerimento verso Cristante che può provare a salire, l'apertura su Christensen, c'è Biraghi su quel lato, c'è già dentro Lukaku, è arrivato anche Pellegrini in area di rigore, ancora lo sviluppo giallo-rosso con la giocata da parte di Cristante, il tocco dentro Lukaku! Per l'1-0 Roma, ha colpito lui subito, 5 minuti, azione sull'auti destra, cross improvviso, scelta di tempo perfetta, vantaggio giallo-rosso, pescato sul filo del fuorigioco Lukaku. But the ball has gone off injured. Zalewski's been sent off. You conceded an equaliser. And to turn around to the other side, because I feel like I've made it fairly clear how I feel about Jose Mourinho's nonsense. And, and I think deserves criticism for, for plenty of that. But in a purely footballing sense, I think there was still something admirable here for Roma, which is they dug in and got the point. And I know that not everyone's going to, to buy that. Some people are going to listen to that and go, really, they were winning when they had a player sent off. They lost control. Players really did lose control. And I think, again, when we talk about management, that is part of a manager's responsibility is to help your players control their emotions and Roma's didn't. But it was a really striking contrast for me between this game where Roma, once that situation had turned on them, were able to dig in and despite giving up even more of the ball, they were already losing out on possession against Fiorentina, but giving up even more of the ball, giving Fiorentina the opportunities to have time on the ball and, and look for chances. They didn't often look under threat of losing the game. They, they mostly looked under control, even after going down to nine men for what became a very long period of injury time. And for me, it was hard to shake the contrast with Milan the day before against Atlanta. Milan were 
never in control. It felt like at any point in the game, even though they got to injury time at Tour before having a player of their own sent off, Calabria got sent off in second minute of injury time. They then conceded another goal to Luis Muriel in the fourth minute of injury time and they lost the game. I'm not trying to make the most sweeping judgments in the world. Again, this is my just quick instincts at the end of, of the weekend. But I, I still couldn't shake this feeling of Milan look like a team out of control right now. They're actually ahead of Roma Sen Sandings. I think the gap is, is it four points still from Rome, Milan in, in third to Roma in fourth? Yeah, four points. But tactically, they just completely look incoherent. There were points in this game, their game against Atlanta, where you've got Teo Hernandez, of course, huge injury crisis centre-back. Again, things we talked about, but he's halfway up the pitch playing as an attacking midfielder, which is one thing when you're playing as a, a left-back who's being given licence for like a wing-back. But when you're playing at centre-back, that high up the pitch obviously creates gaps. You had Florenzi, who was notionally playing at, at left-back, but was finding himself in central midfield all the way across the right. It all just felt like chaos all the way through. And when the pressure came at the end of the game and they were down a man, chaos was what reigned. With Roma, the mood was chaotic. The stadium was chaotic. The player's temperament was chaotic. And, and I think that's what leads to Lukaku just flying in studs up when he shouldn't. But somehow the structure of the team remained and the ability to, to close out a result remained. And what stayed with me was uh, remembering hearing Florenzi speaking after the Milan game and saying, we need to understand better that when you can't get a win, you need to get the draw. That's the mindset you have to have in football. You want to win every game, but if you can't have the win, don't let the draw go. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater in effect. And that's what Milan did. They did, because they couldn't get the win, end up with nothing at all. Whereas Roma, in a situation where they might have had some frustration, they were 1-0 up when they had 11 men. They might have thought they were playing for the win. When the win was no longer on the table, they made sure they got the draw. And that is something, I suppose, for them to, to take from this and feel good about. I'm not trying to, again, I think it's very easy to be misunderstood. I'm not trying to say, and therefore Roma better than Milan, and therefore Mourinho is better than Pioli. I'm not trying to give you some nice potted simple answer. But I think that is one of my takeaways from this weekend. A big takeaway from this weekend is that Roma, for all of their faults, and they are many, have that nature in them to accept we're not getting a win, we'll get the draw. And Milan, who have a higher ceiling, have more capability, they didn't know how to, to get the draw when they couldn't get the win. So that's my quick thoughts. As I say, we're back on Tuesday with... Patrick and Mina, and we'll get into all of this, all the games, way more games to get into, and chill all over properly. But I had that in my mind as an end of Sunday night thought, and thought maybe since we don't record until Tuesday, I'd give you guys something to, to chill on until then. All right, guys, I'll speak to you on Tuesday with the rest of the gang. Champiero Casperini gets the better of Stefano Pioli. They led three times, but in the end, Calabria's late dismissal proved costly. Milan's mini-revival comes to an end after back-to-back -back wins. Atalanta get maximum points for the first time since October. Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network.